That's and then when we went from there, you know, Samoa Joe to Shinsuke, Shinsuke to, Shinsuke to Bobby Roode, Bobby Roode to McIntyre. Ma- can, can I? I'm sorry, we finished each other's sentences. What did we do? <laughs> What is going on, guys? This is Grapples to Apples, the podcast that talks about everything, literally everything, about professional wrestling, some sports, some this, some that, but mainly wrestling. It's a little different, a little different intro this time. I'm trying to switch it up on you guys. The hearers, the listeners, from the ears, from the voices to the ears, to the headphones, as Bizzle would say. I am one of your hosts, the host, the host of hosts, the king of hosts, your boy, Mr. Sunglasses at Night, the very sensual, very toy, your boy Shades, joined by my, my uh, hetero life mate, the one, the only, Will the Thrill. Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be. That's what I be. That's what it is. And don't forget, Bill Will. I don't forget that. That's also in there. He's also very sensual. Very toy. Very toy. <laughs> so, Mr. Thrill. Yes, sir. Whew. Long, long week of the wrestling. It's been a week, boy. It's been a long week. It's been a week. But boy. before we get into that week of wrestling, you are listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples, the number two. two apples. Don't like that SoundCloud. We always tell you every episode. I don't know why you guys don't get this already. <laughs> Apple Podcasts. And we're also on that Google Play Music. Doesn't matter where you're listening as long as listening? you are listening. Again, Mr. Thrill. Yes, sir. It's been a very long five days of wrestling. Yes, sir. We have the debut of SmackDown on Fox. Yes, sir. Very, very sports-centric program. We had some Raw. Yeah. We had the beginning. The first shots of the Wednesday Night Wars. You know where you were for the Monday Night Wars. I know where I was for the Monday Night Wars. We were on the battlefield with these guys. It's true. This is like wrestling's World War II now. Yeah. Wednesday Night Wars. AEW. Dynamite. Wednesday Night Dynamite going up against NXT on USA. And both shows made us, like, it was well known that we were going to know what station was showing the shows. It was like, it was AEW on TNT. Uh, NXT on USA. I was like, okay, we get it. You don't need to shove it down our throats. We have some news. And some Raw. Some SmackDown. And, of course, for you lovely listeners, we have Hell in the Cell predictions or <laughs> lack thereof, right? <laughs> but before we do all that, Mr. Thrill. Yes. I, 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 need, to, I need to do something real quick before yes, yes, we yes. ring that. Yes. Very glorious bell. Yes. My monkey is here. <laughs> my monkey. People. <laughs> People. My monkey. People. Say hello. Say hello to my monkey. Say hello. Hello. That's my monkey. That's all you will say from to her. That's it. No more. <laughs> you will not speak to her. You will not anymore. speak to her. I like Randy Savage. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mr. Thrill. Yes, sir. Let's ring that bell. So as usual, let's start with some non-WWE news. Some big news coming out of Ring of Honor. Roosh! Roosh! Your new Roosh, Roosh, Ring Roosh, of Roosh, Honor Roosh. champion as he defeats Matt Taven at Death Before Dishonor. I called this. Yes, you did. I mean, sure. That's how you reward Matt Taven for deciding that he's going to stay with Ring of Honor for a few years. I guess. He, re- he re-upped his uh, contract? Yeah. Or he said he's going to. I mean... Where's Matt Taven going? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, uh, he's pretty, like... I mean, you were against him beating Jay Lethal at uh, the Super Show 100 uh, MSG. Because I don't think he's deserving like, of beating Jay Lethal. Well, yeah, I mean, like, Jay Lethal is... Is he top indie guy? I mean, always is at indie, this point, but he's like top indie yeah. guy, right? Okay, I like it. I, like I think he is probably he's like Mr. Ring of Honor at this point. I mean, Roosh is undefeated, right? And it was uh, I actually looked this up. It wasn't uh, usually Roosh matches are like a squash match. Pretty like sure, he, yeah. He, he just comes out the yeah. gate, but it was a, it was like a fire. 15, 16 minute match. So he he got in there well, and showed his work. Ring of Honor is not going to disrespect Matt Taven like that. We may not like Matt Taven. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. We ain't French. We as in, like, the general wrestling community. How dare you. May not like Matt Taven. But, the, you know, Ring of Honor respects who he is and what they have in him as a performer. But, anyway. That is not the only major title that changed hands at Death Before Dishonor. As Angelina Love Ugh. wins the Women of Honor Championship, a division so small... So literally, there's literally like three there's women like in that division. There's like five women in that division. It's horrible. It's, it's like the former champion, Kelly Klein, Angelina Love. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's that's abysmal. They have, what's her name? Something Sue, Sue something. I don't know, some Japanese. They, the women's, women of honor division is anemic. Like, we always thought that like the WWE SmackDown women's division was anemic. No, no like, this is... Like, like, this is Ethiopian, like, <laughs> I'm starving type, like... It's, it's bad. Yeah, it's horrible. For that, why even have, like... I mean, I understand, like, you need to showcase, like, women and women wrestling, but mm. if you're not going to, like, up the roster or, like, bolster the... Like, do something with it? Well, they tried to do that a few years ago when they brought in Brandy with Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Um, when they brought in Neil Dashwood. Yeah, but Brandy's not really a wrestler. wrestler right. No? But they were trying to add women to that division. They brought yeah. in Neil Dashwood. They brought in Brandy Rhodes. They were bringing in people, but... Tennille got hurt and then had that skin issue. Brandy, like you said, is not really a wrestler. And then everyone else that they brought in... Because what's a Grapples to Apples podcast uh, without, MLM without or some sort of emergency service? Like, Lord. Jeez. Oh, we're watching SmackDown the entire night. No, Not no. an ambulance goes by. We hit that record button and here we go. Let's get the ambulance out. So, like, so talking, uh, continuing on with the, the, the piss poor women of honor div- uh, division, we were talking last week about, you know, who are the best female wrestlers of all time. Uh, by the way, haven't got my list yet, so let's not do it this week. That's fine. Cool. So I I started compiling a list of you know women who have made their bones or you know where they made their bones at WWE, AEW, Impact, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And the women of honor section of my of my chart is legitimately empty because at this point, anyone who's ever been worth anything in the women's of honor division is gone. I mean, Angelina Love was. She wasn't a big deal. In but impact. She, but she was a 
she she had some sort of clout and, and impact, no? I mean, you didn't really watch Impact. I did, but... No, granted, which is why I had to do a lot of research, which I did, because I'm not going to put a list together without putting research. Absolutely. Um, you're, you're not a madman. Exactly. What kind of lunacy. Um, but what I, what I found was that she was never really... Like, if you had, like, the pantheon of the knockouts division, you know, like, a, let's say a Mount Rushmore. Okay. She's not cracking that. From what I've read and seen and what, like, my own eyes, and, and she's not on there. No, she's not. It's like... I mean, I'm not going to go into who would be there because that's going to start giving away some of the list stuff. But, I don't know. Ring of Honor needs to figure out what to do about the Women's of Honor division. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they need to get rid of it for a time being, reshuffle the deck, and bring it back up. But how are you going to reshuffle the deck with only three cards? You know? Like, you're not yeah, reshuffling no, anything. I know. It's tough when you have WWE eating up everyone because they have Raw... SmackDown, NXT, and NXT here's UK. A, here's the they have four divisions. Mm-hmm. They have four shows where, where they yeah. need women's divisions. And each women's division has at least ten members. So you're talking about 40 women that are locked up to WWE alone. Then you have AEW who's starting their own, who's starting to build their division with, I mm-hmm. think, they have not ten quite. I think they have about seven women right now. I mean, let's... Six or seven? Let's add Awesome Kong in there because they're probably going to have her sure. come in every once in a while. Sure. So, uh, but the, they still, like, they're under ten, but they're around there. And then who's left? New Japan does not have feature women's wrestling. No. So if you're looking at Japan, you're looking at, like... Uh, Stardom, Stardom, Shimmer, Shimmer like yeah. yeah, you know, the Shine, you know the what Joshi they, Girls, you know what they can do. Women of Wrestling. You know what they can do? Is try to get uh, Kylie, Smiley Kylie uh, Ray, yeah, uh, yeah, onto N- uh, NXT, onto ROH, because she has she has a little bit of name, especially yeah, after her she, run through AEW. Hardly a run in AEW, but but she's, that's, that's she's a bigger she was a bigger name. Like she had a, she's a name, yes. So that would help bring eyes to the uh, a very anemic women's division. Agreed. I mean, but you got to have more than just her, though. No, absolutely. You know. But the thing is, who else? You know. Like, I mean, look, okay. Let's think about it this way: when the when AEW had their um, the casino battle royale, whatever women. it's called, yes. women, right? There's a lot of women on there that were brought in just for the match who are not signed to contract. Okay. Why doesn't women honor women women of honor ring of honor whatever ring of honor? Let's yeah. Let's why let's don't why don't ring of honor go after them? Mercedes Martinez is a get. Mm-hmm. Like, how is she not under contract with one of these bigger companies right now? Maybe she's. I mean, I don't know how... Because she's like, still working. She's working, like, the indie scene right now. I don't know how contracts work, but maybe she's like, hey, I want this amount, or I'm not signing. I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, a, I mean she's like, a get. Any, any, any women, basically, like, the, the ball's in their court going mm-hmm. into an uh, ROH, like, contract meeting, because it's like, it's true. hey, you don't have anybody. Yeah. You need me more than I need you. It's true. So, I mean... I think there's a lot of women out there that Ring of Honor could be going to get... Kimberly, um, again, uh, Mercedes Martinez, ODB, she's not doing anything. Well, she's like a bartender. Oh, is she? Yeah. Like I said, she's not doing anything. I'd much rather bartend than wrestle in Ring of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, they need to figure it out. But let's let's move on before we spend the entire day talking about the Ring of Honor. Bashing ROH's women division. So, sticking around to Ring of Honor, PCO versus Dalton Castle. And Marty Skrull versus Jay Lethal in the semifinals for the final for the final battle number one contender tournament. That's a whole bunch of a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So 
PCO defeated Kenny King. Is that what I'm looking at? Yes. Dalton Castle defeated Mark Haskins. Yes, sir. Marty Scroll defeated Colt Cabana. And uh, no-brainer. Lethal over uh, PJ Black because duh. Okay. Okay. So we got Jay Lethal, Mark Briscoe, Jonathan Grisham, and Jay Briscoe scheduled for an Honor United in London. Yeah, they're having it. They're having their London show. Uh, it's called Honor United, and the so Briscoe brothers. Lethal and Gresham versus the Briscoe brothers. No, 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 singles matches. Oh, okay. Okay, so um, Jay Lethal is taking on Mark Briscoe, which, in my opinion, isn't the better matchup. I think Jay versus Jay, ironically enough, would have been a better match. And uh, Jonathan Grisham versus Mark uh, Briscoe would have been better, but it's Jay Lethal versus Mark Briscoe and Jonathan Gresham versus Jay Briscoe. I didn't even know that the Briscoe brothers were capable of having singles matches. Uh, Jay Lethal was a... <laughs> Jay Lethal, my gosh. Um, Jay Briscoe was uh, a... I wouldn't say was a very good... Because he still is. But he's a very good singles competitor, mm. especially his matches against uh, Adam Cole, against uh, Kevin Steen. Uh, oh, excuse me. Adam Cole, baby, baby. Uh, Kevin Steen, like those matches were like, that's when I got back into ROH, mm-hmm. and I was like, who's this tatted up like, like hillbilly guy? Right. And I was like, man, my, my 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 brother Jason, the only thing he's good for is basically wrestling information. <laughs> is um, he he put me onto Jay Briscoe, and I was okay. like, okay, I could I could like I could definitely back this guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um. Uh, I got introduced to Mark Briscoe, and then you know it kind of snowballed from there. Right. But um, the Briscoes having their singles matches against Jay Lethal and and Jonathan Gresham, who, who work as a tag team, at, yeah, right. Is this just to fill yeah the the this is just uh, a, a, a United card yeah. like 100%. instead of having a tag team match? Yeah, I mean this is akin to like how New Japan does their stuff, just inverted. <laughs> New Japan takes all their feuds and then puts them into like an eight man tag match. On a random show, it's like this is them doing the opposite. It's like like raw. Yeah, raw. Hey, oh, there's six women here. Uh, six men tag. Let's we'll, go. We'll, we'll talk about tag matches on Raw later or SmackDown. Um, and finally, Kelly Klein gets her Women of Honor Championship rematch at Honor United. I'm kind of over her being the champion. To be honest, I <laughs> like I'm not really so a fan of Angelina say. Love, but I'm over Kelly Klein. And again, their division has like nobody in it. So I guess Angelina Garaga for now, and I'll be fine. Uh, it's sad to say this, but like, I don't really give a crap about like ROH right now. I mean, the, yeah. like the product that they're putting out, it's just kind of like <sighs> they've definitely fallen pass. behind. Yeah, they, and it's it's it sucks because they have such great wrestlers. Whatever agreement they had in place with New Japan that mm-hmm. has apparently fallen to the wayside yeah. after the Super Show, um, it really is affecting Ring of Honor in a bad way. Yeah. In a bad way. New J- Look, New Japan is still recovering also from the mass exodus that was... The Elite. The Elite and everybody else. But they still have, A, fantastic just shows and work rate in general... And they still have mega superstars <laughs> like Okada, Okada and Naito, Osprey, Jay White, Jay White, Jay White. Is he really a mega? He's a star. I Jay said, White. I said mega. Jay White. He's he's a star. He's a mega star. He's a mega star in my book. Okay. Mega star. Okay. Number one. Apple on my eye. Kenta. Kenta's um, not the number one mega star. Come on. Over Jay White. 
Have you not seen the way they've been treating Kenta in New Japan? Stop it. You stop it. You're embarrassing yourself and all that have come before Your you. Your bias is showing. Put it away. Whatever. Loser. Well, Mr. Loser, why don't you tell the world about what's been going on with WWE? Oh, they're very busy, non-busy week that they've had. Boy, WWE has been a dumpster fire. Uh, let's start off with the fact that WWE has a pay-per-view coming up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Pay-per-view called Hell in a Cell. Guess how many matches they have scheduled for said pay-per-view, Mr. Thrill? Um, seven. Full card? Um, eleven. Mm, try again. Um, I'll give you one more chance. Fifteen. How about three? Oh. They have three. As before SmackDown even went on the air, they had three matches scheduled. It's going to be a short night. Very short night. <laughs> You might, you guys may get a Sunday night podcast at six thirty at night. Who knows? <laughs> It'll be a ten minute episode. A ten minute episode. <laughs> all right, so this happens. They won, they won, and they won. All right, well, they, you know, an apple a day keeps you know better wrestling away. <laughs> don't hit you, you know. <laughs> so, how is this possible in this era of wrestling that we only have three confirmed matches for Hell in a Cell? Two championship matches and a tag team match. How is this possible? Did they like? Oh, we have to put all of our eggs in the SmackDown basket. Mm-hmm. Screw every other storyline. Right. I mean, we're obviously going to get uh, Charlotte versus Bailey, but are they going to jam pack like literally give us all the news on yes. Saturday and yes. the day of? Yes. Hey, th- like. Like our our anyone picks. who doesn't have Twitter is gonna walk into Sunday going three matches. Oh, what is this? Because that's what they're gonna do. Yeah. Over the course of the next forty eight hours, they're gonna announce matches on Twitter because that's what they do, especially in moments like this. And it's gonna be Bailey versus Charlotte. It's gonna be how get a tag team title match? Heavy Machinery versus. The Did we just do that? You don't think they'll double down on that? Who are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions? The Revival! Oh, Jim. Who are the Raw uh, Tag Team Champions? Uh, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Revival. We'll yeah. get Heavy Machine versus They'll revival. double down on the Revival. Um, What else? We'll get the OC versus the Viking Raiders again. Blech. That's a pre show match. AJ versus Cedric again. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, did they. Oh, no, no. They, they kind of insinuated that that rivalry is over now. I mean, Cedric, Cedric has lost again. twice. Right. Yeah, two, two in a row. Right. So. Hmm. I don't know. We'll get to we'll, we'll get to this portion when we're doing our right, predictions. Right. You may proceed. Phil CM Punk Brooks. Are you not excited? CM Punk. CM Punk. CM Punk. All the marks scream. Every freaking raw. Mm-hmm. Every freaking SmackDown. Come back to WWE. Programming, that is. <laughs> gotcha there. So CM Punk interviewed with Fox for the WWE backstage show that they were going to be having on Fox. I don't exactly remember the day that they're going to have it on, but it's going to be hosted by Renee Young and... 
King Booker. I think they said it starts airing in two weeks. Yeah, because I know it was the advertisement the for after AL, ALCS. Yeah, right. After after the ALDS. No, is it CS? Because I because I, I remember, before the CS. No, remember I was so shocked that it was the ALCS like two weeks from now. Because you and then you said it's baseball, not yeah, basketball. Right. Whatever. Yeah. I want to say like the fifteenth or the seventeenth or something. It, it's possible, right? Right. Something area. in the yeah. teens. Yeah. 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 So CM Punk interviewed for the Fox job, mm-hmm. and he has absolutely zero contact with any WWE personnel. Fox told him that this is um, something that they want him to do. Right. Uh, CM Punk was saying if he does get approached by anybody in WWE, he's like, "Hey, do you want to do this? Sure. Hey, do you want to wrestle? No. no, I'm good. Right. So it's it's been like this job." It's not a WWE job. No, this is a, it's Fox, a Fox job. Fox. This is a Fox job. If he gets hired, he'll be working for Fox, Fox not, not WWE. for WWE. Yeah. He'll right. be on technically WWE programming. programming yeah, he'll be but a, he will be a Fox guy as opposed right, to a WWE right. guy. Right, his paychecks will be signed by Fox, not by Vince McMahon. Yeah, because it's not like it's not kind of checks still, you know, royalty checks. <laughs> Yeah, second city sink. Just sign it. Second city sink. That's it. I'll just send it to him in a FedEx, like his termination papers. Ooh, let's not go there now. My let's bad. not go there. My bad? My bad. So we, we we alluded to earlier that the Wednesday Night Wars have, have commenced. They have begun! And I don't, I don't like this. You have to choose a side. Oh, Are I you AEW? Are you NXT? Mm-hmm. Why can't you be both? Why can't you? Right now, I, I, I saw an article and it said, right now, it's the best time to be a wrestling fan. 100% could not agree more. Especially with AEW and NXT. Because NXT's head and shoulders, no doubt, their best product compared to Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. If you're into, like, straight-up work-rate professional wrestling. But, I mean, AEW has storylines also. Sure, but it's not the... It's not sports entertainment. It's not the pomp and circumstance that you get from Raw and SmackDown. Okay, yeah. So, what does WWE do the night after the first night of the Wednesday Night Wars? Well, they take to the media outlets, Mm -hmm. and they congratulate AEW. Job well done on your first night. Congratulations. This is big because they made absolutely zero mention of AEW since AEW's existence. Why would Vince McMahon or Triple H or Stephanie throw out congratulations for a very successful night? Because they got God. Oh boy, did they get God. They got God. So, WWE and I quote Congratulations to AEW on a successful premiere. The real winners of last night's head-to-head telecast of NXT on USA and AEW on TNT are the fans. And they ain't lying. It's true. Who can expect Wednesday nights to be a competitive and wild ride as this is a marathon, not a one-night sprint. Mm-hmm. Now, what <laughs> does the GOAT Chris Jericho say? Well, first, before we do that, let's let's break down what they're saying here, what they're actually doing and saying here. It, 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 it's a backhanded compliment, in my opinion. It's it's saving face while 
still not really giving credit where credit's due. Yeah. They're saying, congratulations, you had a great opening night. It was your opening night. Like, it was your opening yeah. night. Yeah. Relax. We've been doing this... For two weeks. For <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing this for a while. Yeah. It's not a sprint. It's, you know, like, it was like, yeah, good. It's a, it's a good, backhanded compliment. Good job. Good job. You go, you little, you little, you know, so-and-so. But in reality, they got beat. And they took be, it on the chin. They got beat bad, they man. They took it on the chin and said, okay, but know that you ain't nothing. Okay, so we're going to get to this after we get finish the WWE news because I have uh, just a little bit more to go over. Okay. We'll get back to the uh, WWE comment and the response that a certain AEW star had. Randy Orton, on a live stream, Twitch or Mixer, not sure which one, but he was live streaming. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm not going to use the actual quote because he used a little cu- couple cuss words in mm-hmm. it. But he said, hey, uh, did you watch that AEW show? It was good, you know, good poop. Mm -hmm. And that he praised Sammy Guevara. Couldn't pronounce his name for, Lord, nothing. But he said that uh, Sammy Guevara and him would have a phenomenal match. So this is very telling because Randy Orton's contract is up soon. Yeah. He's not leaving. Well, then Randy's not going He's not anywhere. going anywhere. Especially if Braun's getting $1.2 million, Randy's getting a lot more than that. I mean, Randy already has one of their top five contracts in the entire company. Okay, so he can be the top. And he, and he has the you know the Randy Orton contract mm-hmm. that people refer to as the Randy, the Randy Orton contract. When we were talking about AJ Styles, he's like, right. I want the Randy Orton contract. Right, the guy works four days a week and spends the rest of it. Like, he works Monday through Thursday, and then he's home Friday through Sunday. Yeah. Unless it's a pay-per-view week. So... Which makes me think he's going to Raw, by the way. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Because then if not, he has to work Fridays. This this makes me happy. Because it shows that Randy doesn't give a damn. Oh, he never does. He's untouchable. He's Randy Orton. Randy doesn't give a damn. It's like, hey, yeah, I'm going to talk about AEW on a live stream. Don't care. Sammy Guevara. Most of these people don't know who he is. You're going to know who he is now. Or you're going to Google who he is now because Randy Orton said his name. And Randy Orton said, hey, I want to have a match with this kid. Helps that Sammy Guevara opened the first AEW show with Cody. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's a lot that Randy Orton is praising your match. Yeah, for sure. It's also, it's, if I'm Vince, I'm upset. Because, dude, what are you doing? You're praising our competition, basically. Yeah, but he's Randy Orton. Vince can't there's do no, Listen, there's not going to be there's going to be any repercussions. No. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's not going to be any repercussions. But what they're going to Randy, you can't do this to us. Like, well, they did it themselves. They can't complain to Randy Orton when they themselves are going out there complimenting AEW. Well, we'll get into what a certain AEW superstar said mm. about that. Mm. But that is the WWE news, Mister Thrill. Yes, sir. Would you like? To kick us off this Wednesday night, this very tasty Wednesday night war. Of course. No, I think we should maybe figure out how we want to frame this in the future, the Wednesday night wars. But for today, let's just go straight into talking about what each show had to offer this week. So the Wednesday night wars kick off simulcasted on USA, on TNT. What did USA and WWE have to offer? Well, 
the first ever two-hour live episode of NXT on USA. Yes, sir. And they kicked down the door, waving the foe foe. <laughs> Kicking the door, waving the foe foe. Cody saying, Vince, don't hit oh, me no, no more. So, I think this is a very intelligent move by them, but at the same time, also not the smartest move in the world. So they open the show with Adam Cole Bebe defending his NXT championship versus Matt Riddle. Now, the original bro. No. The, you have to say the original. No. You said Adam Cole Bebe, you got to say the original bro. No. Bro. I hate his theme song, by the way. I hate everything about Matt Riddle. I know you do. Continue. Um, so it's smart because you have this big main event that everyone was like, you know, on pins and needles for. <laughs> And I wouldn't go as far as to say like pins and needles, but people are a fan of Matt Riddle. People are fans no, no, of Matt Riddle. No, 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 I'm Cole. not saying that they're not. I'm not saying that they're not. What I'm saying is, this was highly anticipated when it was announced. Everyone was like, "Ah!" Highly anticipated. We may not, but I'm telling you, everyone was 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 ablaze about this. The only like, oh my god, thing that I had in my mind was like, will they give Riddle the belt? Right. Let's, and no, no, because he's not he he's not ready for he's it. not ready for it. But, so I think it's smart in the sense that, you know, you have this match that has high anticipation that you know is going to be a well-wrestled match to open the show. And, yeah. it's the, and it's for your top belt. So it did what it was supposed to do. Yeah. It came out with a banger. It, you know, was a great match. As Tony Schiavone would say, it put butts in the seats. It put butts in the seats. You know, mm-hmm. people were watching it. And when you compare that to how AEW opened their show... It's it's like night and day. Yeah. And not necessarily to disrespect AEW on how they open. Because it was a but, good match itself. But we're just talking about the stakes yeah. are entirely different. Yeah, absolutely. So they open with Cole and Riddle. Cole ends up retaining, which didn't really surprise me. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I mean, I figured that that was going to be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, so then WWE continues. They, they think, okay, so we open great with this match. We got to keep this ball rolling. And so how do they keep that ball rolling as Adam Cole is in the middle of the ring celebrating his victory? We hear music that sends the entire arena into, into a, a frenzy. frenzy. Yep, absolute frenzy. And I, it, we said the same word because mm-hmm. it, it, there's no other way to describe it. And they went into a frenzy. The place was nuts. Mm-hmm. And that music was of none other than Finn Balor. Sporting some ink on his hand. Well, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, you didn't? No. no, no. He's uh his left hand. He was sporting some uh, new ink on his hand. Ring finger? No, no, like oh, okay. his legit oh, like, okay, okay. hand. I was too wrapped up in the fact that oh my god, it's from Balor. <laughs> um I when I saw this, when I heard about this, because I was on I I was honestly watching AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, you know what? I'll watch NXT on Hulu or the network the next day, no mm-hmm. problem. But when I heard about this, I had to go and see it. Right. And it was, you know, like that, that, that channel flipping when you were WCW back and WWE back in the day. So it's just like... I don't have to do that. Balor on NXT? Yeah. I got to see this. Right. Flip to it. And I'm just like, ooh. <clears throat> I know what this is. So Balor comes to the ring. And after a very brief little thing, essentially Balor says... Finn Balor is NXT. As of now, Finn Balor is NXT. As of now, Finn Balor is NXT. Balor's NXT. Now, we're talking about the longest reigning NXT champion in history. <laughs> we're talking about... The f- inaugural universal champion. Thank you. And we're talking about somebody who was pretty much the centerpiece of when NXT blew up. 
Mm-hmm. Because in the early stages, when you had Seth and Biggie and, uh, and that was still and Neville and yeah. Bo, um, not so much, not so much Neville. Like Neville, kind of like they were starting to slowly make their transition into like that, I, that 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 bigger I'm saying scene. During during those ten years of yeah. champions, we were still not there yet. Yeah. Even when Sammy and Kevin Owens got it, we still weren't there yet. Kevin I don't Owens know about that. Kevin Owens put. NXT in the eyes of the mainstream because of what he did on Raw with John Cena. But in terms of what NXT became, it did not get there until we got Finn. Once Finn showed up, became the longest reigning champion, and had the rivalries against Samoa Joe, because that rivalry in and of itself, I mean, just what? And then when we went from there, you know, Samoa Joe to Shinsuke, Shinsuke to to Bobby Roode, Bobby Bobby Roode to... McIntyre. Can can I? I'm sorry, we finished each other's sentences, so what do we do? You're right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you're right. Uh, McIntyre to... Oh, you want me to do this now? You just said we're doing... Oh, sorry, Andrade. Andrade. Yes, I remember. So so on and so forth. So I I think it's, it's pretty commonly accepted that the Balor era is when NXT became the NXT that we know of it now. The top work rate, this is where we're going to get some of the best wrestling. This is wrestling. your wrestling show. Yes. Yeah. That hap- That started during the Balor era. Absolutely. So having him back now is like, whoa, whoa. And to have him jump straight into the line of Adam Cole saying, yo, I'm here. That's big facts. And it gets even bigger later. But let's get there. So following this match, we had what I thought was a semi-cooldown match. Not a cooldown because it wasn't like just, you know, two like nobodies. But it wasn't high stakes. Mm-hmm. We had Io Shirai versus Mia Yim. Two girls who can go. Two girls who can go. Very different styles. Yeah, very, uh, completely different styles. Completely different styles. But it, it was a serviceable match mm-hmm. that, of course, Io Shirai won. Oh, no-brainer. Right. So, and that's why I say this is semi-cooldown. Because, again, on any other given show, Io versus Mia Yim, I'm game. Yeah. But coming off of Cole and Riddle, it's like, okay, we're coming off Especially of Cole Especially with Riddle. Balor coming out. It's like, right, that, that exactly. thing's red hot right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. So, and this is my issue with what became the rest of the show for NXT, is that it kind of became a... Okay, we started out hot. Now let's simmer down a little bit. Because after this was Johnny Gargano versus Shane Thorne. Which is a good match. Which is a good match, don't get me wrong. But Shane Thorne is starting to build himself back up after TM61 broke up mm-hmm. and and um, and his partner left the company. Yeah, he's, he's trying to distance himself from being that tag team specialist as opposed to like being a singles wrestler. Exactly. So we had Yim versus Shirai, which is, okay, cool. Gargano versus Thorne, okay, cool. Then we go back into kicking it into high gear, where we have the women's championship on the line between Shayna Baszler and Candice LeRae. And if you haven't watched this match yet, mm-hmm. if you don't watch anything else from this show, now granted there are three title matches, and all three title matches were worth watching. Yeah. In my opinion, though, this was the banger. So Baszler versus LeRae was just, in my opinion, match of the night for NXT. I mean, this match um, just shows. How much Shayna Baszler has evolved in terms of wrestling, right? And how her storytelling in the ring, with especially with Candice LeRae, I mean, Candice is history. one of the best female wrestlers on the planet. In terms of like 
technical in-ring work. Mm, we will make a list for this, my friend. Of course. But I didn't. I didn't get to see this match. Mm. But all I've heard was like between AEW and NXT that this was match of the night of the entire night. Yeah. I think that's hard to believe because Pac versus Hangman, Hangman was, a was a banger. That was a banger. I I mean I was watching uh, AEW with my monkey and I was like, who has a prettier uh, high flying finisher than the Black Arrow? I mean the Black Arrow. It's it's just a, oh my the God. Black Arrow is a work of it artist. makes me cry tears of happiness. How beautiful that finisher is! Yeah, and then he puts it into the, the uh, brutalizer, brutalizer, which is like. <laughs> taking my glasses off you guys who are here and see it it was just like my gosh yeah yeah. but I I have to go back and actually watch this match I, wa- I was watching it on Hulu so uh, Hulu really cuts out m- most of the fluff yeah. there's only like an hour on there Right. so they had uh, the women's championship match the NXT championship match the tag team championship mm-hmm. match mm-hmm. and then they had uh, Velveteen Dream's um, promo right so yeah. I need to go back and actually sit down, sit down and watch this Candice because I like Shayna Baszler. I mm-hmm. think I think she's a, a, a oh, I agree. very good heel. I agree. Um, I think her in ring work needed to work, and then she obviously improved in, on her ring in ring work. So she's she's top of the of the heap in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I went uh, from watching her match with um, <sighs> Kyrie Sane at mm-hmm. Evolution, mm-hmm. and I was like, Ugh. she's. She's good, but she's not there yet. Mm-hmm. To watching her match against Io Shirai, and I was like, she's there. Yeah, like she's not four horse women there, mm-hmm. but she's like she's yeah. Yeah. upper echelon like women's yeah. wrestling. One hundred percent, I agree. So, and then her heel work is second to none right now. Also, agreed. So, I I can imagine like I mean I don't really I'm not too familiar with Candice Candice LeRae's work. Mm. Um, I know that you you're really watching when you first got back into westling you were into like indie stuff yeah, you yeah, saw yeah. her uh, work with um she used to be tag partners of joey ryan yeah i was gonna say her and joey ryan the world's cutest tag team so i mean i want to go back and watch this match if i have the time i'm definitely going to watch it and you and i will obviously discuss yeah. wrestling yeah. off air but <clears throat> do you because you've seen this match and mm. you saw aew I, I need i need your opinion do you think match of the entire night entire night both promotions it's hard to say screw it let's one up it let's one up it match of the week between Raw Impact well Impact AEW. wasn't live this week well, who cares if it was it aired didn't it I don't know I, I, haven't, I don't have access neither do I actually I'm hoping to catch them on one of our uh, streaming sites so Raw let's cut out Impact for now okay AEW okay NXT and SmackDown. Was that match? Because there's only there's really only two. It's Pac and and Hangman, or Candice and Shayna. Which one was match of the week? I mean, between those two matches, man. Because because uh, Amanda was watching the Pac uh, Hangman match, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh my god!" Because that was strong style, like New Japan heavy hitting. I'm gonna Ish. I'm gonna go with Lorraine and Baszler. Really? Yeah. Ooh. There was one part in particular where, so the thing about NXT that I love and people like Candice LeRae who are still bridging between the indie circuit and WWE style. Yeah. Is she'll do stuff that is like indie darling stuff, mm-hmm. but 
in the in the the world of WWE just feels different. Mm-hmm. So, for example, at some point, Shayna Baszler was outside of the ring by the barricade, and Shayna Baszler does. I mean, and Candice LeRae goes suicide dive, hits her right, and was like, yeah, goes back in the ring, suicide, suicide dive. dive. Yeah. All right, cool. Another, so she went three suicide dives in a row. And she's like, are you not exhausted at this point? Yeah. And then she puts her in the ring and continues the offense. And that's stuff that, like, that, that you see in indie shows where people go over the top. Like, the yeah. super kick party. Where you have, like, 20 minutes of people just getting super kicked galore. It. I hate that. I, not a fan. That actually made me hate the Young Bucks. Fine. And that's fair. But, like, that's indie sticky stuff. Yeah. Where they'll do the same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Either in a tasteful way or in a jokey way. This was something that was meant to be not jokey, but I want this so bad. Mm-hmm. I will do this as many times as I need to. Well, they call it high risk. She was taking high risks to win the women's championship. Like, how many times normally when you do you do one suicide dive and then you get all pumped up, right? Oh, yeah. Da, da. No, man. She was like, oh, I'm not done. And kept going and kept going and kept going. And, like, stuff like that. Like, little things where Candice LeRae is showing just how badly she wants this. She's Candice wrestling, son. You know, she gets caught in the in the clutch and then reverses it and then gets caught again in the reverse. Like, did she tap or did she pass out? I'm trying to remember. Watching two shows at the same time, we'll, we'll trip yeah, you I, up. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I think... I want to say she tapped. Okay. But I can't say for sure. Don't hold me to that. Okay. Don't hold me to that. But Again, I'm going to watch this myself and just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic match. And then we have another kind of man match where we have Pete Dunne, the bruiserweight, versus Danny Burch, which is like, okay... I mean, how do you say a man match with, like, Pete Dunne? Because, like, him and Burch... Like, it, the match was fine, but... What are the stakes? What does it matter? It doesn't feel like it matters. Even in terms of just progressing storyline, and it showed, and so this match was meant for after the match. Yeah. Because after the match, lights go out. Damian Priest comes out. He attacks Pete Dunne. That's gonna be. That's the whole point of this match, was to set up Pete Dunne being Damian Priest's first feud in NXT. Mm-hmm. So like. That's why I'm not crazy about it. A, we got a man match that just led up to a few that I'm meh about. Because I'm not, I don't know that I like Pete Dunne being the one to be Damian Priest's first feud. Because if you're an introduced, like, you got to win your first feud. Yeah, you got to win your first feud. Pete Dunne should not be losing to Punishment Martinez. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can't, you can't have Pete Dunne, the longest reigning UK champion, lose to Punishment, Punishment, well, Damian Priest, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, on his in his first feud. That's what I'm but saying. But Damian Priest can't lose his first feud. Exactly. That's why I don't like this. It's pairing. a double edged sword right now. I don't like this pairing. My okay. So what I'm from what I'm guessing because again I haven't really got to finish NXT was they were putting their big names out there for the sake of just putting their big names out there mm-hmm. for ratings grabs. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna go over ratings later. Mm-hmm. But what what I didn't get to go over before we uh, we jumped over the um, the Balor uh, Adam Cole baby riddle thing mm. was there's things that I saw was like Finn Balor good enough uh, not good enough to be your universal champion again but good enough to try to steal ratings from AEW mm. Mm. and mm. my monkey told me that so 
That, mm. that was like that's her because Adam because uh, Finn Balor's her baby. <laughs> was no she he is he still he, is he married now? No, no doesn't make a difference. Doesn't make a difference. He married now. Doesn't make a difference. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like NXT kind of. I mean, there's more, but to go on to your point, I feel like they threw a hail mary pass. Yeah, and it was caught. But it was. But like, they but they but like they, got they, tied like, on the two yard line. Uh, I would say five yard line. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Five yard line. Yeah. You know, the it was a great play and it was exciting. It was like, but oh they wow, fell he, short. he escaped. He escaped the sacks. He threw it up. He they caught, caught it, it. Lateral, broke a tackle. Five yard line. Five yard line. To continue down. And how we get to the, 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 the tackle and the lateral. The main event is the Undisputed Era versus Street Profits and a rematch for the Tag Team Championships. And as much as I'm not crazy about the Street Profits, A, they have great chemistry with, with uh, Undisputed Era. Yeah. Fantastic chemistry with but them. But they've had, like, a butt-ton of matches. So True. Like, you, you build chemistry True. over time. Undisputed Era, by the way, who was... I mean, Undisputed Era. Street Profits, who were accompanied by Wale... Well, they they said it was just they, a hype man. He didn't do anything. Well, they said that. Uh, well, Wale's a giant. Oh no, yeah, man. yeah, I'm aware of that. But um, but I thought he was in a rap or something. No, he just came out, yeah, blah, 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 just hyping up street problems. Oh, I mean, okay. I I heard that they were gonna have Wale on NXT. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know that they were gonna do it. Yeah. Uh, just like I knew about the spoiler for AEW, but I was just like, ah, okay, how are they gonna do this? Well, I didn't know that. Um. I was like, how is Wally, like, you know how, like, Raw used to have, like, mid-musical performances? Right, 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 I thought right, right. that NXT was going to do that. I was like, yawn, like, don't do that. Yeah, no. Like, we don't need... Well, he just came out as a We don't need Wale sucking up ten minutes of rapping time <laughs> for wrestling, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so they have a fantastic match mm-hmm. um, that ends with Undisputed Era winning. Luckily, you know, continuing to maintain the prophecy. But the... Excitement doesn't end there. No, it does not. Because while, you know, the Undisputed... So, uh, Roger Strong had come down in the middle of the match to interfere. So, at the by the end of the match, you had O'Reilly, Fish, and Roger Strong in the ring, holding up their belts. So formal. From Roddy. I'm sorry. Roddy Strong. Roddy Strong. And then Adam Cole comes out. Who? Adam Cole, baby. Bay Bay. That's right. He comes out at the top of the stage holding his belt, so he's celebrating with them at the top while they're in the ring. And then after a while, music hits. No one will survive. And Goldie's owner is here to reclaim Mm -hmm. his belt. A belt that he has not lost. So so Tommaso Ciampa comes out and is face-to-face with Adam Cole. Pop City, by the way. Oh, for sure. They went a... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hamboni. for him. Hamboni. So now, in theory, the NXT World Championship picture looks like Adam Cole Bebe, Finn Bloor, and Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> I mean, feed me more, please. For me, I'm like, hey, AEW, you need to give us a better like, scene than that. Right, right. You're, you got it. You have to give us The top of the that. NXT scene, NXT scene, is stacked. Mm-hmm. That top of the card is tops. I mean, it's unconfirmed that Balor's going to get an NXT Championship match, but the fact From that the Balor's looks, back in NXT, right, right. it's like, hey... <sighs> it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. He wins the belt again? Either he's going to win the belt again, or he's going to be in that scene firmly, be in the scene. He firmly the belt. planted. 
he'll win. He'll, he won't win the belt, but he could be in the scene. He'll win it eventually. Not right away, but he's taking. He's he's carrying that belt again. Guarantee it. Okay. Before we move to AEW, he is Balor. Finn Ben Balor. Being a Universal Champion, being a multiple time IC Champion, mm-hmm. winning the NXT Championship now. Mm-hmm. Is it a demotion? It's tricky because... Because NXT is the lesser of the two brands. Three brands. What's a, what's the other brand? Raw and SmackDown. You mean SmackDown. Okay. That's it. Raw, Raw, Raw's, not, Raw's not wrestling. <laughs> Raw's a, a, a three-hour soap opera that I'm just dying to get over. <laughs> so, between your three shows, <laughs> wouldn't it be a demotion? In my opinion. So, yes and no. The way that things are kind of outlined and have been outlined, yes, it's emotion. Yeah. Because NXT has been your developmental developmental brand. Well, Trips came out and said, he's like, it's not developmental. Right. You know? So, the way things are now, and considering what the focus is and what the mission is, I don't know that I'd call it much of a demotion. Uh-huh. Because the way I see it is the way WWE sees it is, all right. We're about to engage in a war with AEW. We need some of our top guns. Yeah. Who can we get? Who can we bring to fight off these guys? And for them to choose Finn Balor says a lot for what they believe in Finn Balor. It doesn't, it doesn't. Finn Balor's not good enough to be your top guy on Raw. It's but not he's, that good he's not good enough. Yes, he it's is. Lo- um, it's not that he's not good but enough no, because no, he obviously what I'm saying, is. Like, that's what it feels like for me. It, you have to remember, A... How they want their their top scene to look on both Raw and SmackDown, mm-hmm. and B that it's log jammed. So why have Finn doing nothing when you can have him spearheading the NXT side of this war? Because for, for me, it doesn't feel authentic. It just feels like a ratings grab. It it doesn't feel like me seeing Finn Balor on NXT. Cool nostalgia pop, whatever. But I was just like, damn, they only have him down here for the ratings. I don't think it's for the ratings. I think mm. it's. The, I think they're using him as a weapon, not a ratings grab. If it was a ratings grab, then it would just be, hey, here's Finn on one episode of NXT. Deuces be gone. With I mean, we don't know. But he said, have... as of now, and then Finn no, Balor is NXT. Nothing. That means oh, nothing. I mean, we still have the draft next week, so we, we don't even know who's ending up where. I get drafted SmackDown next week. Yeah, then. for all we know, exactly. For all we know, he get drafted somewhere else. But if this is where he stays, oh, and let me interrupt you real quick. Since when the hell can wrestlers just choose where they want to be? I don't know, bro. Finn Balor is a SmackDown superstar. Now, all of a sudden, they have free reign to go wherever the hell they want? That's BS. I mean, he didn't say that he chose to be there. But he said, as of now, Finn Balor is NXT. If you get fired today, tomorrow, you can still say, as of now, Jeremy's unemployed. Doesn't mean that you chose to be unemployed. It's It's just stating a fact of the matter. Yeah, but he got married... Wait, did he get engaged or he got married? Monday? Married. Oh, sorry to hear that. Um, he got married, <laughs> and then um, he, like, got off air for a little while. Right, so time the, off. Yeah. You're still on SmackDown, guy. Well, You're still not. a SmackDown superstar. Apparently not. BS. How? How's he not? Because they chose for him to not be. The same way Tyler Breeze and Fandango are back in NXT. Well, those guys are just... But my point is that WWE is doing what they think is the best thing to do 
to fight this war. And they think right now the best thing to do is to have Finn go down and spearhead this this war. That's BS, though. That, that, that I'm sorry. Like that's how that's, is that BS? It's BS. It's, it's it's. They need firepower. Who else are you gonna get? When you say stuff like he, they need firepower and he's a weapon, it just sounds like more of a ratings grab. That's exactly what it sounds like. NXT and AEW are facing off right now. Right? Yes. We're talking about the Wednesday Night Wars. Correct. Right? So you need, on both sides, something's going to help you win that war. And what does a weapon do for you? Help it, you win that war. It, it gets you ratings. So Finn being on NXT is a ratings well, Ratings is part of the war. That's, that's how you win the war, by getting better ratings. What I'm saying is... I said this is a ratings grab. You said it's not. He said you said he's a weapon. Because I don't think I don't think they're looking at it as simply going, okay, Finn Balor's gonna get us more ratings. I think they're looking at it as like Finn Balor is going to help us and NXT get more ratings. Beat AEW in the, in the ratings, long in the including ratings including the ratings. Of you know, course, what you're doing but is in the long a, run. You're, what you're doing is you're making a long winded like circle Whatever. into my into, into if, my ratings. Then so argument. Whatever. Shades once again. Like you want to go ahead with AEW? What are you laughing over there for? Can you continue, please? Sorry, I, but when I look at my monkey's eyes, I get I get oh, lost uh, in them. And I, I try to keep the shades on to, to block myself, but I can't. Just, oh, girl. How you doing, girl? Anyway, let's go into AEW, because if not, Mr. Thrill... Will be Mr. Kill. (laughs) (laughs) So AEW, NXT again. I don't know how many times you've stated it on this episode. Seventeen (laughs) hundred. I'm gonna say (laughs) seventeen (laughs) hundred. Lord, going head to head, we got our first numbers for the ratings war. You don't want to talk about the show before we talk about the ratings? No. Okay. I want to jump right into it. Get my pants right off. Let's get oh, this going. Okay. You're wearing a... You, you, you had no pants on last week. I got no pants on this week. <laughs> this. So, Mr. Thrill, AEW scores the first dub in the ratings war. And boy, did they. Boy, did they. Getting a 1.4 million viewers on a Wednesday night mm-hmm. compared to AEW's... NXT's. Excuse me, NXT's, yes. Um, NXT's, 891,000. Mm-hmm. Didn't even break that milli mark. Now, to put something into perspective, um, I was watching something that was kind of breaking down what these ratings mean. Okay. And apparently the bigger thing is the demographic. Demographic that WWE and AEW are looking to grab is males between, I think, the age of 17 and 35. Uh-huh. And AEW snatched that up. Sorry, guys. I got to give you a Yankees update. Oh, God. 10-4, top ninth. Congrats. Yankees. Congratulations. Unless we met it. This is really? A, it's a game one really? win, baby. This is what we're doing. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, it. Big Sexy. I didn't mean to throw you under the bus there, but, you know. Unless we met it, lose it ninth. You're about to do the rest of the show by yourself. Mm, that's all right. I can carry you. I got broad Strowman. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say I have broad Strowman. <laughs> Instead of broad, sh- broad shoulders, this has gone off the rails. Please continue, Mister Thrill. Can I? I don't know. Can you? I don't know. Can I? I don't know. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> if you guys thought we were wacky at eight p.m. on Friday, <laughs> wait till we start doing podcasts after uh, SmackDown. 
So like I was saying, so the main demographic that both of these shows are looking to get mm-hmm. is the male 17 to 35 demographic, but apparently AEW snatched that demographic up in spades. The demographic, I think that they also, apparently more women watched AEW as well, and I think they said that they even got the um, 35 to 50 demographic. Really? Which is supposed to be like the Laps fan that was... Like, yeah, yeah. Like, that like would be the, the WWE... Fan. Right, the nostalgia yeah. fan. And apparently they got them too. So it looks like AEW just across the board swept up WWE in the ratings, which is... NXT. I'm sorry, yeah, NXT in the ratings, which is great because it showed... I think there was also a statistic that showed that there were more viewers... Mm-hmm. Then, like, if they weren't fans who turned over. They were fans who were previously not watching wrestling, now watching AEW. So that's great news for wrestling in general. Yeah. But especially for AEW. And um, what was the last thing I was... Oh, apparently, I mean, you and I kind of keep track of the ratings. If you've noticed, this is pretty close to what WWE does on SmackDown. Yeah. 1.4. SmackDown's usually in the mid... 1.6, 1. 1. 1.7 exactly. area. Yeah. Raw's at like 2.3 Raw, right now. Raw teeters, they dropped down to 1 for the first time sometime this year. Mm, I don't know if they dropped down to 1, but I know they, they did their second lowest viewing, which is like 2 point something. I think they hit like 1.8 at some time. So my, my thing with this is, let's let's throw a couple things into consideration. There's a couple caveats here, obviously. Yeah. Uh, caveats. What? You gotta be the, the 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 major English here, huh? I asked with the pinky, whatever, bro. I asked who I am. My baby, thank you, baby. It's their first night. Exactly. Of course, you're gonna have a lot. I Has mean, the I told and the allure of I, I I told Amanda when I was on the phone with her driving home. I'm like, hey, I want you to watch AEW with me. She didn't get to because she was cooking, but I I was thoroughly invested. Seven thirty, I'm sitting there. Let me take a shower. I'll get out. And then I got I when I got out of the shower I got uh, there just in time for um, the backstage promo with um, Chris Jericho and uh, Santana and Ortiz, and I was like, "Ooh, this is not a good promo to be honest." Like I was like, "I don't know how I feel about this." And then when the show came on, and then I heard uh, Jim Ross, uh, Excalibur, and Tony Giovanni. I don't like Tony Giovanni. I don't like Tony Schiavone because I was a, a Mick Foley fan. Okay, and, and like what his, he's right his when he tried to the undercut. Past, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like him, but it it like it worked. Every nostalgia button was hit. <laughs> I was like WCW, WWE, WWF. Oh my god, my brain's going to explode. And then it opens with Cody and Brandy, uh, set sort of coming up. Yep. Them rising from the bottom of the stage, and I'm just like. We have arrived. Yep. And to the same thing, we're here. We're here. To the I same we're thing. We're here. I said the same thing. And him and, and Sammy Guevara had a, a good match. Good match. They had a, a good match. Put Sammy over. Put Sammy over. But that first, like, if we're going, if we're if we're grading match by match, like the first match, Riddle, Riddle and Adam Cole Bebe did a better yeah. job in terms of, like, High stakes. I was it. The stakes were higher. Um, what I do like about AEW is their nameplates when they're introducing the character, the characters. Excuse me, the um, wrestlers. The wrestlers. 
Not superstars. Wrestlers. No, wrestlers. These are wrestlers. Yeah. They have their records. They have their, their singles mm-hmm. uh, records, and then they have their overall records. Well, no. So they have... They show two records. The yeah. bottom one is always the overall. Yeah. The first one is dependent on that match. So if it's a singles match, it'll show their singles record. Well, I didn't notice. If it's I a didn't tag match, that. it'll show their tag record. Really? I did not notice that. Mm-hmm. That's it. When the Elite came out, it said trios record so-and-so. Oh. No. See, I did not catch that. Yeah, you got, And you were double, like, dipping over there. You had yeah. both of them. Yeah. And yeah. Bro, I'm all about the little things. But AEW had me more captivated than NXT did. Uh, that was the growing consensus for most wrestling fans. Yeah. But, um... As you were. Let's talk about one of the major things that happened that night. The crowning of the new... Well, the uh, first. The first AEW Women's World Champion. Mm-hmm. Which I hate that... I hate that world is, like, thrown at the end before champion. Like, it's just... Because we don't want... They're, not, they don't, they're very specific to not use the word heavyweight. No, no, I'm not. You don't need to put a weight class in it. That, that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is AEW Women's Champion. You could have gone with that. You don't have to go AEW World's Women's Champion. Well, be- or even World's Women's Champion has a better like. It comes off the mouth better. Well, because the AEW Championship they call the AEW World Championship. They don't just call it the AEW Championship. But so the difference if- is that they don't call it the AEW Men's World Champion. You know, they call it the AEW Women's World Championship. I don't like that. If it was the AEW World's Women's Championship, for me, it's it comes off uh, cleaner. The point, I, I I do agree, it does come off a little stumbly. Yeah. But to for the sense of showing that they view them equally, I understand why. No, absolutely. Do like, do that. Like Yeah. Um... So let's let's talk about that belt is mad small, by the way. It's tiny. It's, it's absolutely small. tiny. When they first unveiled it, I, I didn't like, realize how small. Before it Before the match, when they actually unveiled the belt, I was like, "If uh, Nyla Rose wins this, it's like um, like an armband yeah. on her. Like yeah. she's she's yeah. big. She's a big girl. Yeah. Riho, it fits her. Right. But I was just like, all right, let's see where this match goes. Right. The match. Okay, so for the most part. The match had when the match when the match had really really good spots they were really good, mm-hmm. but when they had really bad spots they were, as Jim Ross would say, bowling shoe ugly. They were <laughs> god awful. Right, right, right. And people were killing this. Um, Manny Clash, who was on the podcast before, he was just like he he uh, texted me that night, and I I didn't read until the morning. He's like, if this is what AEW has to offer, like he's not interested. Mm. He's like that mat that women's match was a like was abysmal. I don't know it was abysmal. And I said, what didn't he like about it? For me, again, I'm not be I, I don't have AEW blinders on mm. <clears throat> because we've accused uh, certain fans of having WWE blinders on. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't have AEW blinders on. What I have is, I'm a wrestling perfectionist. Mm. If the match is, is clunky or um, poorly put together, mm. I'm going to say something about it. Of course. This match wasn't poorly put together, but there was a lot of spots where it showed Nyla's inexperience. Right. And before this match, when I chose Nyla to win the Casino Battle Royal, <clears throat> that I it was the only one that chose right, by the way, just saying out there I wasn't on the podcast for that I was on vacation being vacay shades yeah boy anyway 
I hate you so much sometimes. <laughs> I have to be double annoying because Bizzle's not here anymore. <laughs> so, I was like, Naya needs to win. Nyla. Oh, excuse me, Nyla, not Naya. Well, never that. Nyla needs to win the not first... Not that boss machine. Yeah, not that boss machine. <laughs> but she, she did embrace her inner boss machine with that, <laughs> with that match. I was like, Nyla needs to win the first women's championship. And then seeing the match, I was like, you know what? No, she's not ready for it. It's funny because I, I too... Not that I was so convinced that she should have won because I didn't think... I wasn't happy about this this, this picture being the two women to, to face off for this title to begin with. But I, I liked it. I wasn't I didn't like it. But Nyla Rose's other opponents did a really good job of covering for her. And the matches that she was in, tag match, battle triple, royale, triple threat, triple threat yeah. they really service her well because they can hide her her her, her deficiencies. Yeah. Right, her flaws. Um and she gets to highlight her strengths mm-hmm. in spots. Yeah. Because when you're in a triple threat, you can let them do what they got to do until it's your turn. In a battle royal, you can let them do what they got to do until it's your turn. You know, but when it's one-on-one with someone who's been doing this since she was nine years old. And they, they touched on that. They're like, hey, she's been in the, like she's been doing this for 13 years. She's only 22. And Jim Ross is like, hey, if you do the math, she started wrestling when she was nine. It's insane. It's she nuts. still looks like she's nine because right. Riho's a baby, basically. But seeing Riho being so smooth technically versus Nyla, who because of a half of half because of her style and half because of her inexperience, is a is a clunky brute at sometimes. Yeah. And so watching those two in the ring sometimes really did highlight where Nyla can go wrong. Yeah. Now. It also because of the you know they did the standard David versus Goliath setup here. Yeah, there were times that it worked out perfectly. There was a spot where I think Riho dove and Nyla just caught her. Just said, Thanks. oh, uh, outside dive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had an outside crossbody and Nyla just caught her, and she caught her clean too. Perfectly. It was like I thought that she would like uh, stumble, stumble maybe. Stumble. No, it yeah. was like feet planted, caught you, and then let's do some like outside right. like, dirty work. So like. When it's good, when it's good, it's great. Mm-hmm. But there were times where it wasn't, and boy, it wasn't. I mean, uh, <clears throat> I don't mean to interrupt. Come on. Final Yankee, scores. Yankees so, won ten four. Okay, cool. Thanks. I'm just surrounded by meth fans. Haters. 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 Maybe if we weren't in the middle of doing our. Professional wrestling podcast. That I'll one's for able. Hugo, the big oog dog. Continue. You good? Yes. You want you want to finish talking about this match? Um, I want to talk about the ending of the match. Okay. So, I I wasn't happy about the finish. Uh, Riho hitting the the combination of like. Knee, like the diving double knees, knee like strikes. double knee strikes, basically. Yeah. Uh, to pin. Well, it wasn't clean. It was, she hit her with the double knee strikes twice, and then after three, went into like this diving, like almost STF calf crusher pin kind of thing. It's very. I don't know. I don't even. No, know. No, she just pinned her like like clean after that. 
No, she no. It wasn't like a running knee strike and then cover one two three. Yeah, it was. No, she bounced off the ropes, did like a, a flippy thingy into no, a pin that, combination. You're, you're, that's in the middle of the match. That was not during the ending. I'm right. telling you, okay. because Nyla, uh, uh, Nyla uh, kicked out after three. Okay. And I was like, oh god, she Hulk Hogan did. <laughs> Don't utter that. Don't utter that name. Sorry, master. See, and that's using an inappropriate joke at the inappropriate time because we're talking about Hogan being a racist. There you go. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. We got them. <laughs> so, Michael Nakazawa comes out. Oh, my God. And I, t- I, I told Amanda because she's watching it with me at this time. And I was like, Michael Nakazawa greases himself up <laughs> before the match. During matches. During matches. So, scary moment for me. For Ooh. Michael Nakazawa, terrifying. Uh, is terrifying. Nyla picked him up in a power bomb and like basically double clutched him because mm-hmm. she couldn't get him up all the way. And I think it was it was not Michael like uh, Nakazawa like sandbagging her. No, but he didn't like he didn't come up on the lift. But like she well, she landed the power bomb clean, and I was like, all right, cool. So have you ever tried to put someone in a power bomb or ever been put in a power bomb? Oh yeah, Jason power bombed me all the time. Okay, so most of the time, unless the the weight is drastically different the person receiving has to have the core strength yeah to, to lift themselves, themselves up. up trust me i had abs before but I, I got fat that's why i asked um so it's like it's not not exactly like you said it's not like he sandbagged her because he has to put in the effort yeah no he had to, like i'm saying like on the rotation on the on the rotation he it was poor rotation he didn't lift himself up right i guess the, their their count was off or something like that but for me i was i got nervous Cause I was his, like, his head touched the ground. I was like, oh my god, he's gonna die. He's gonna die. He's gonna die. The first TNT showed that he's gonna die. Oh my Power god. Power bombs are super dangerous. This is worse than Pillman's got a gun. Like, oh my god. <laughs> they killed Michael Nakazawa. <clears throat> but, uh, she do- like I said, she double clutched him. She got him up, powerbombed him. And then she was going to uh, DVD uh, Riho on the apron. Uh, for you guys who don't know, uh, DVD is an abbreviation for Death Valley Driver. Uh, they alluded to earlier that uh, Riho is being trained by Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. who came out to make the save. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Riho, um, uh, he, he got Riho down. He's like, what are you doing to... Uh, to Yelling at Nyla Rose. Yeah, Nyla Rose, like, what, what are you doing? doing? Blah, blah, blah. And then Nyla, like, for me, Nyla, like, kind of, like, not playfully, but, like... Like, like she pushed So, him. like, last, Black Luster just pushed him and then just, like, jumped down and walked away. Mm-hmm. And I've read on, uh, like, the Facebook page, like... Oh, this just is setting up for Nyla Rose versus uh, Kenny Omega. False. And I was like, what the hell? No. False. Are you dumb? False. Uh, sometimes I'm like, hey, you guys don't know wrestling at all. No. Why would Kenny Omega face Nyla Rose? It doesn't make any sense. If well, anything, Britt Baker is next in line for Riho. 100%. But what, so what I liked about the interaction between Kenny, Riho, and Nyla, and maybe this is me reading too much into it, while Kenny is one of the wrestlers, he's still an EVP. Yeah. So when he comes out and he's yelling at Nyla, what are you doing? It's your boss yelling at you, what are you doing? Yeah, and so she shoves him, like, out of anger, but then walks away with her head down because what is she going to do? Yell at her boss? But the thing is, is like, it, because we're, we're also watching a wrestling show, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel that way. Like, like Cody and, and the box and, and Kenny... They don't feel like management. Well, they don't play up their roles 
on the when they're show when on the show they're just wrestlers. So that's why I I didn't really get that feeling when I mean I understand where you're coming from with the whole Nyla uh, Nyla Rose thing, but mm. I was like I don't get that feeling. I don't think it was meant I to Kenny. I don't think it was meant to be overt. I no, think no, was, no 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 like it, it most likely wasn't. It was just right. like uh, he's like training Riho, so it's like he's saving his pupil basically. Right. Like that's what that was. Right. It wasn't like. I'm your boss. Chill the hell out. Right. And, exactly. I think Kenny's was. I'm saving my pupil. And I think Nala's reaction was like, Nah, he's my boss. I can't do anything. I can't, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So Riho wins the AEW Women's World Championship. Mm-hmm. Um. We spoke about this yesterday, I believe. Well, I don't want to gloss over anything first. Well, I want to. I'll talk about the MJF and Brandon Cutler match. Why? Because it does something that I think... The only thing for me it does is it... For me, it solidifies MJF as, like, one of the top heels. Not the top heel. He knows how to run down a crowd. Sure. Like, he knows how to run down a crowd. I mean, I think he's one of the top natural heels in wrestling right now. Okay, like, that. then we can go with that. For me... It started off good with Guevara and, and Cody. Mm-hmm. And it kind of lulled for me with mm-hmm. MJF versus Brandon Cutler. Mm-hmm. And that's fine because then you had like um, the Jane Silent Bob thing with mm-hmm. Private Party and mm-hmm. um, at Heli Go and um, Jack Evans. Evans. And then you had uh, the, the Pac and the Hangman thing. So like, it, what it, for me, it did, it did a good job of balancing out the show. Right. For me, I didn't... To see MJF, I was happy. Mm-hmm. But I didn't care for this match. So, what I like about this match is that I feel like it does things and shows how you can advance character story without having to do that much. Yeah. So, MJF and Brandon Color already have this kind of back and forth rivalry where MJF looks down at Brandon Cutler and he says that he's only there because of the Young Bucks. So they have this match. Doesn't last long. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like... I, what Did Brandon Cutler... Um, like, was it a legit tweak of his so knee? So that's, that's what I was going to get to. Yeah. It looks like he injures his knee mm-hmm. in a top rope move that ends into a submission by MJF. Not a leg submission, though. No, right. I don't. I honestly don't think it was shoot. I think it, I think it was work. I, thought, I think yeah. he was meant to... Because, like, yeah. like, the whole way up, he was shaky. Yeah. And not, this is not Brandon Cutler's first match, you know? Yeah. But what, I, what my point is, this pushes MJ Eva's character as the heel D-bag on the rise. And what it does for Brandon Cutler and what it does for AEW in the long run mm-hmm. is it gives them a jobber with the story. So Brandon Cutler can now lose matches, Right. And he'll have the story of, you know, does is he proving himself? Is he does he does he deserve to be there? I remember records matter. Everything counts. So he can be like three and eleven and have a match with someone who's on the rise and play spoiler like people in real sports do. I think this is an interesting way to build two separate characters mm-hmm. in two separate ways. I don't like it though. Why? It makes sense. It makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. You need jobbers. You need a jobber. Absolutely. So why not have a jobber with a purpose rather than just, 
hey, go go lose a match. I don't need Brandon Cutler beating Kenny Omega in a roll-up, you know? Like, that. that's that's something that I don't need, him playing spoiler to Kenny Omega or, like, Cody. I mean, it'd probably be to a heel who, like, has it coming. I guess. But Cutler's a face. No, you don't say. For now, until he turns heel on the Bucks. How would he do that? Because the whole story revolves around him only being there for the Bucks because the Bucks brought him along because he's a childhood friend. So, to me, it makes all the sense in the world that somewhere down the line, he turns on the Bucks to prove that he doesn't need them to be there. He deserves to be there all along. Psych. When MJF actually mentioned the dungeon and Dungeons and oh, Dragons yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, D and D stuff. Yeah, I w- I instantly was like, oh, Stranger Things. Like, <laughs> they play D and D, but um, for me, this was a um, it wasn't a bathroom match per se, but it was like this was the um, the come down after the the huge opening. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So, for me, I mean the the absolute meat and potatoes of this sh- AEW show was big fight feel. Right. Pac, Hangman Page. Mm. I mean... And the main event had a, had a big fight feel also. Mm. They were hyping it up. Como que no? I don't know. I'm not saying that it lived up to it. I'm saying they hyped the matchup... To yeah, feel important. Yeah, but it, for me, it didn't. Uh, the way that they went about, like the, we'll get into it. The way they went about it, like, didn't feel as important to me. Okay. I mean, it, it progressed storylines, sure. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, that's all you can really ask for. Mm-hmm. But for me, I was like, this match between Pac and Hangman. Yum diddle yum I had owies after that match. <laughs> I mean, Pot's chest was red. Hangman doing moonsaults and dives and, and throwing Pac into the guardrail at him overselling and Pac bleeding the hard way like he had a cut over his eye. I was just like, my lord. I feel like this is going to be the rivalry to watch for years. My thing is, I wish... They, they did this on a pay-per-view as opposed to the sh- actual like weekly show. We will eventually. No, absolutely. They're going to go the separate ways for now. They'll come back. I want... I, I, for me, I wanted more from the match. Mm-hmm. Like, give like give me more. Mm-hmm. More, more Pac. More Hangman. I think this is a great... I think it's a great bounce back for Hangman after the Jericho match. How do you figure? Because the Jericho... A lot of people were saying that the match when he lost to Jericho was not as great as it could have been, that Hangman didn't show up, that, you know, he... Oh, yeah, I didn't get to watch that match. You, you you did. Right. So, there was a lot of people who felt that maybe Hangman, you know, didn't show out the way he could have. He's, he Hangman didn't live up to the hype. Right. Okay. And I think this was a great bounce back from that match for okay. Hangman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I mean, again, I didn't get to see the, the Jericho match. I just got to see the highlights and a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> but um, if this was a pay-per-view match and they got you know twenty minutes, I think they would have put on a banger of a match. We'll get it. I mean, they put a banger of a match anyway. Best match of the night in terms of AEW. Well, I agree. But 
is Pac the best heel right now? I don't know, bro. Not in terms of, like, promo work. Like, in-ring brutality. Because I can't find a better combination of Black Arrow and the Brutalizer. It's, it's hard to find one. I don't know. You might be right. The Bastard. That's his name. It's crazy if Honey must have called him the Bastard like seven uh, times. A billion times. Like, I was like, my gosh. I know you guys are TV 14, but Jesus. You and JR was like, you just want another excuse to call him Bastard, don't you? Yeah. So, Pac wins. Black Arrow. Brutalizer. Pass out. But Hangman didn't pass out because he kind of like rolled out of the ring and just like walked to the back after that. But he attacked. The ref called him back. No. But uh, the ending of the match was at um, Hangman going for the buckshot lariat. Mm-hmm. Um, Pac grabbing Earl Hebner against the ropes. <clears throat> Hangman grabbing Pac. Pac hitting the, uh, the mule kick. The mule kick to the family jewels. Right. Page going down, putting him in the corner, Black Arrow, Brutalizer, and Earl Hebner calls for the bell. Right. <clears throat> Good match, but from in my opinion, I think they needed a bridge match between this match and the main event. And well, they, the match before the main event was a women's match. Are you sure about that? 100%. Because I remember thinking, Kenny just came out yes, to save Yes, you're right, Riho. because Kenny, Kenny, Kenny came out, at, and I was going to complain about how Kenny came out to save Riho, and then went and then, back to the back, and then came out with the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Sorry. That was my mistake then. It's okay. So, let's... I want you to break down the... Break it down. The cluster F that was the main event, the Bucks and Kenny Omega... Versus Santana and Ortiz, and it was Le Champion, Chris Jericho. So the match was simple enough. You know, there's the the mind games, Omega Jericho, and then Jericho tags. Um, I think it was Ortiz to come in instead, and you know the they're having the the, the typical elite versus the wrestlers match. wrestlers yeah. match. There's some spots. There's some super kicks. Um, everyone's on the outside of the ring, and Kenny is setting up to do his Terminator dive. Yeah. You know, he's, he's like, in the middle of the ring. He's on, uh, I don't know, all fours, but he's in that position. He's, he's in a pose. Terminatoring it up. Uh, right, and the, the crowd is doing the, the, the clap that they do, the, the Kenny Omega clap. Mm-hmm. And then the crowd starts to rumble. Kenny gets all suspicious, looks around. There's a moxie behind him. By the way, the way that they shot that, Perfect. Beautiful. And my biggest complaint with AEW was their camera angles mm. and their camera cuts. Mm. But this, this, like, this cut. Because they had the low angle to get Kenny in his position, which was, happened to be perfect for when Moxley slid into the ring. And it was, it was just, oh, it, yeah. was, it was so beautifully done. And I was just like, awesome. My thing is, Kenny, Kenny took a little too long to turn around. But I was like, all right, screw it. You're like really like milking this one. Right. Why not? He turns around. There's a Moxley there. They start fighting. And this is where things get annoying and frustrating and whatever. They start fighting right in front of the referee. 
And the ref just put his hands up like, what are you guys doing? And then they leave the ring and start brawling in the crowd, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Now, at first, I thought, okay, AEW cannot be making a rookie mistake like this. <laughs> Where's the DQ? Where's the DQ? I'm screaming at the TV. He's getting disqualified. So I start scrambling. I'm Because I'm not going to lie, I am a little biased towards AEW. And so I'm like, okay, I noticed they came out, introduced as a trios match. So maybe there's something about traditional trios matches that I'm not sure, that I don't know about. So I start looking up trios matches, traditional Mexican trios, lucha trios, triple A trios. Apparently CMLL has their own version of trios matches that is a two out of three falls match. But none of them say anything about trios matches being no DQ. Yeah. So I'm like, great. I got no excuse for you guys. You dropped the ball. There was no ref bump, no turnaround spot. No, nothing. Yeah, like I Clear wish. Clear as day. I wish the ref, the ref was distracted. Exactly. Something. Or if not, we had a ref bump. Refs down. Moxley comes out. Oh, Ryan Rick Knox is fixed. Just they're He's fighting. Just like Kenny Omega and John Moxley fighting in my eyes. Don't call for the bell. Keep it going. Okay. So they leave. It ends up being a three on two match with the Bucks versus Santana Ortiz and Jericho, which obviously. As much as the Bucks tried to come back and they almost set up the Meltzer the driver. driver, didn't work out. Jericho comes in, hits the Judas elbow, uh, yeah. the Judas effect. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that's not that. And uh, and and they win, but it doesn't end there. Oh well, what you didn't do was what Kenny getting impaled on the table with the Death Rider through the the glass table. I thought that boy was gonna die. I yelled. It's like like 9.30 at night in my house. I'm like, oh my lord! Like, I didn't say that. There was a lot more expletives. But I was like, that's glass. Sugar glass, whatever, who cares? Moss is in most of that, though. Absolutely, because it's his butt going through it first. Button back, yeah. But Kenny did a great job at selling it. For sure. And I'm like, my word. This is what y'all doing? Like, this mm-hmm. this, this is how y'all going to go about giving right. me wrestling. Right, exactly. Y'all going to spoil me on the first night with something like this. Mm-hmm. For me, I thought that the trios match or the six-man tag, whatever, you wanna, whatever the hell you want to call it, mm-hmm. I felt like it was like a, a bit of a jumbled mess. 100%. But the Moxley coming out and him and Omega, Omega throwing a garbage can at Moxley's <laughs> face. Yeah, yeah. Hitting him flush. Right. Excuse me. Then... Fighting in the VIP area, and then the Death Rider through the glass table. I was like, "This match finna be fire, fire!" Yeah, they're really ramping up this feud. Yeah, to culminate into something serious. Mm-hmm. Um, so after the uh, the pinfall is had and the match is over, mm-hmm. the show is not over. No, it definitely wasn't because uh, they start beating down the Bucks. So. Of course, Cody comes out for the save. In his slacks, shirt. And, and his, and his full-on suit. Yeah, full suit. The dude had his no mask, took a shower, yeah. came out, you know, full suit. Let's scrap. Right. Uh, but then, again, they get the upper hand on him. No, he does. He starts, He starts like, laying waste to them. Yeah. Sammy Guevara comes out. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. So Sammy comes out. 
kicks him in the old ding dong. And then Dustin Rhodes comes out. Yeah, and he starts laying waste. He's just laying waste. And then, right, this is yes, when Bellator's own Jake Hager, formerly known as Jack Swagger. Don't do that, nice. <laughs> What's wrong with Cody? Has a list. Come on, man. That's rude. <coughs> That's Robert rude. I'm um, stop. Puns. So, we've got him. So Jake Hager comes out. The crowd starts chanting "We the people" furiously. Um, but I'm I not thought the- I was the only one that caught that. And I was like, oh, no. "That's a WWE thing." They, it's they not were, gonna do it. We the people. I was like, "Oh, y'all need to." And they're like, "We the people." Yeah, and exactly. I'm like, okay, okay. He's not gonna do it, but okay. I was like, "They need to stop." Um, so and and, my, and that's why. Okay, and this is why I'm saying they need to stop. I don't know much about Jack Swagger because I wasn't watching. Yeah, this is before your time. Yeah. But I don't take him seriously from what I have seen. From what I have seen, like, he was a good amateur wrestler, can't cut a promo, not believable as a top guy, and then he was gone. His thing is now that he has the look. So, and I was gonna, he, when he came out, he looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Even though he was wearing, like, a polo and slacks or whatever, I was like, this dude is huge, mm-hmm. and he looks believable, and he looks like a mean SOB. Mm-hmm. But they start chanting "We the People" and automatically, I don't see Jake Hager anymore. I see Jack. I Swagger. see Jack Swagger. Yeah, but I'm waiting for him to put his hand on his chest with the with the handprint on his tights. The problem is because the fans are also WWE fans. They know him as Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger. Me being, I I can separate the two. Mm-hmm. I've seen him. In Bellator, Same. fight as Jake Hager. Same. His, you know, name. His, right. So I'm like, okay. Him coming out didn't feel like Jack Swagger coming out. It, it felt like uh, Jake Hager coming out. Bellator's Jake Hager coming out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm cool with this, but this wasn't the right time for him to come out. Or was it? Because it looks like this is the birth of a faction. Is it, though? So, okay. Because if it is a faction, this is a head-scratcher faction through and through. So, I was while, I think it was while I was watching the show, I thought to myself... Yeah, I think it was while I was watching the show, when Hangman came out for his match, I was thinking to myself, huh, Kenny, the Bucks, Cody, Hangman, this Bullet Club. But they're not Bullet Club anymore they're because the they left. They're the elite. So, I'm like, are and they? And to be gonna... fair, I don't think Hang- is Hangman part of the elite. Yes, because he's on BTE. Yeah. Okay. And so I remember he was part of Bullet Club also. But that doesn't mean anything. But he was. It was Bullet Club, and then it was when... Bullet Club BTE and Bullet Club OG. Yeah, he but was when BTE. it was yeah, when it was BTE though, it wasn't like when they were having their feuds. It wasn't like Hangman was fighting with them. It was just yeah. Okay. Hangman was. I mean, he wasn't like prominently featured, but he was there. Um, so anyway, so my point is, I'm like, huh? I wonder if they're gonna do factions, and what that's gonna look like. Mm-hmm. And I've, and as I, sh- I swear, because I had that thought, I was like, it's like, whatever, passing thought. And they sh- they end the night with these five gentlemen standing side by side: Jericho, Santana and Ortiz, Sammy Guevara, and Jake Hager. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at what you look, the formula that you're looking at, you have your leader. You have your tag team, mm-hmm. you have your cruiserweight, you have your monster. All the makings of a faction. 
But it's such a wacky faction. So what? According to whom? According to what? According These are all brand new... According bra- to faction lore, man. Come on. How? This is the first episode of a brand new promotion. I understand that, but the thing is, they don't all feel like right together. All it takes is the right storyline motivations, and then they make sense. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's not. It's maybe, maybe it's, it's not. not. Maybe it is. I'm, I'm not sold. If it is, I'm not sold on uh, this faction. If it's not, then whatever. It's a one-off. Who cares? But the, it doesn't make sense as a one-off because what? They just happen to all individually want to come out and do what they did? For me, I need to know why Jake Hager came out. Like, I mean, he's the linchpin. I, I need more information on that. Kenny, uh, not Kenny, I'm sorry. Um, What's the connection between Jericho and Santana and Ortiz? We have none. No, but he needed mercenaries for his match. Okay, cool. So we have a reason to put the three of them together. Okay. Sammy Guevara, did he just come out because of his beef with Cody? Yeah, he fought Cody. Maybe. That's the only one that I feel like is kind of a loose... What's the word I'm looking for? A loose end? A loose Yeah, like a loose end. Because that could easily be written away as, oh, well, it's just because of Cody. Yeah. Why is Jake Hager there? And that's what I said. Like, how do they incorporate him if they're going to do this faction thing? Because he didn't come out and attack Jericho. He wiped out everybody. No. He wiped out... The faces. The faces. Yeah. So, what are your intentions? He's... uh, That's what I'm saying. Either he's a heel for the sake of heel, or he has some sort of connection to one of the four guys or some of the, some combination of those four guys. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. What I know is I'm happy I didn't see Zeb Coulter. Well, this guy. I was looking for him. All I know is I'm excited. I, I messaged you. I was like, dude, I am genuinely excited to Jazz. watch wrestling 100%. on a Wednesday. What is this feeling? I was geeked out. So, so... Let's give the Wednesday Night War a rest right now. Okay. Let's move on to the little bit of Raw and the little bit of SmackDown, the go-home shows for Hell in the Cell. Look, it's unfortunate because I do know we're running long on time right now, Mm -hmm. and I do think that we could really go into these two shows because these we're talking about the season premiere of Raw and the Fox debut of SmackDown. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot to chew on, but obviously we don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So, let's let's get through what you want to get through. What the hell? <laughs> what the absolute hell? Yeah. So first, you have let's 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 not jump the gun here. Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio comes out street clothes. Booyaka, booyaka. Gets blasted by Braun Strowman. Uh, not Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar. And then after Brock throws a beat into Rey Mysterio, pulls Eddie Guerrero's son, Dominic, Stop. Over, <laughs> over the barricade and just beats the living dog piss out of him. So Rey, Rey Mysterio is out of the Universal title match for Raw. People said they wanted Brock versus Walter. You got Brock versus Walter. Stop. He's like like Mexican Walter. Yes. He's like He's Walter. 
This man. He's one dead. Oh my god. I can't even. So, Brock beats the dog piss out of both uh, Dominic and Ray. Ray gets bumped from the, the Universe title match. And who comes in to replace Ray but heel Rusev? Ru Ru. Who's now a face throughout the night. With a mustache on his face. Beautiful mustache. That is a thrill esque mustache right there. Listen, my mustache was trash. You better stop talking about my mustache. It was god awful. It's terrible. Top 10 worst mistakes of my life. Ooh, maybe top 5. <laughs> might be top 5. Maybe, might, might be top 5. Might be top 5. Might be top 5. So, Ruru versus Seth Burning Down Rollins. Universe Championship match. Main event. And I, I'm, I'm basically skipping to the end of Raw because all of Raw did nothing to further storylines for... The, the upcoming pay-per-view. They didn't solidify matches, storylines, superstars, uh, vendors, popcorn guys, t-shirt guys, nothing. They did nothing. What they did was they had two weeks ago Rusev come out basically interrupting Maria Kanellis, showing who her baby daddy is, doing nothing about it last week, mm-hmm. and then this week you have Rusev versus Seth, Universal Championship match. You have a limo pull up, and who's in this limo? But Bobby Lashley. Red carpet treatment for Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley comes out, watches this match from the the, the stage, and who comes out after that? Lana. Mrs. Ruru. Mrs. Not Mrs. Ruru anymore. Hey, they're not divorced. I divorced her after that. Because, like, was it PDA? Bro, P- that that's was, an understatement. That was plenty of PDA, oh, man. Oh, my Lanta. That was PDTNA, for sure. They was, they was making out playing Tonto hockey like it was a Stanley Cup Finals. Bobby Lashley and Lana hooking up on the stage leads to Rusev losing the match. No. Does the match even finish? No. Bray Wyatt comes out. Oh, yeah, because he jumped... Um, the match never happened. The match never ends. Because he's jumped Seth Rollins. And exactly. Then, and then... And that's how we got out. Yeah, and then, but after the show, Seth Rollins beat up The Fiend. I thought that was last week. Was it? That was last week. No, nah, whatever. It doesn't make a difference. If we have Baron Corbin and Randy Orton just standing on the stage watching this weirdness, and Lashley and Lana are making out for like eight thousand hours, and Rusev is just standing in the ring watching them doing nothing, and then uh, cuck, exactly, and then Fiend comes out, mandible claw cuts it black. Like what the fade to black? Like what kind of raw is this? Speaking of fade to black, where the hell is Alistair Black? Right, he's sitting in a room somewhere. Can you save us, <laughs> please? Instead of preaching to us in a dark room with candles? What the hell, man? What the hell? Where have you been? I'm serious. I have no idea. Alistair Black had a match like three pay-per-views ago against Seth Ro- uh, against Cesaro. If that. 
He's been M.I.A. It'd be like that sometimes. Take us to SmackDown. Maybe they built on uh, Hell in the Cell, did they? False. Huh. We got The Rock. We got The Four Horsewomen. We got a Lumberjack match. And then Kofi Genkill. Kofi, who ate one F5 eight seconds into the match. This has to be the record no. for shortest championship match. I don't think it is. Possible. Wait, WWE championship? Like the big belt championship? Yes. Or like, oh. Because I know Daniel Bryan and, uh, and Sheamus was the previous record holder. Five seconds. For five seconds. This is about eight seconds. So that's nothing. That but this is for WWE, not for the world. What difference? Is Either way, difference? Kofi runs at Brock because reasons. Brock catches him at five, un de trois, new champion. For me, uh, the most exciting thing of the night was when, post post match when Rambo's music hits. And <laughs> it took me a minute to realize. That that wasn't just Fat Dominic, that was former UFC heavyweight champion, two-time heavyweight champion, Kane Velasquez. Pillsbury Doughboy. And I was like, damn, Kane, you let yourself go-go. That boy looked fluffy. Oh, you let yourself go-go. He did. You can still beat the hell out of both of us, though. This is 100% true. With one arm tied behind his back. Without question. And obviously for people who don't know this... I guess not obvious. Um, Kane Velasquez dethroned Brock Lesnar as the UFC heavyweight champion. Ha ha. So, of course, WWE would use this to capitalize on a storyline. Ha ha. I'm just happy the belt's all Kofi. So am I. So am I. Although it stinks because now, like. Now it's on Brock! I didn't. Well, yeah. But I never got to use my prediction. What do you mean? And by predi- every pay per view, whenever Kobe has a match, my, I have the automatic prediction against Kobe. So now you don't get an automatic loss. Yeah. Or the automatic W. It's gone. It's taken away from me. Damn. Yeah, I mean, this is just a, um, a long road to get to Roman You're a long being road. Champion. You're a long road to. Roman. Prediction. Reigns. The guy who. It's got your back. Let's look. Raw and SmackDown, again, I wish we could go more in depth, but for you fans at home. Oh, boy. They added a match. We got four matches for Hell in the Cell. Oh, my, my pumpkin pie. So let's get to it, Jay. Oh, boy. Oh, you want me to kick off the yeah. very long list of Hell in the Cell matches? Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Seth burning down Rollins versus Bray. Oh, excuse me. The Fiend. Bray Wyatt. Hell in the Cell Universal Championship match. Who you got? I think The Fiend has to win, but I can't see him with the Universal title. I like him more as like this spooky dude guy who messes with people rather than a target, rather than the champion. Yeah. His character doesn't work as a champion, in my opinion. But he needs to win. So, I don't know. I'm going to go Seth. 
You're gonna go Seth. I'm gonna go Seth retaining. Hmm. Okay, so because Balor's on NXT now, it kind of ruined my like mm-hmm. Balor like demon coming out and like not vanquishing the fiend, but like them disappearing into the upside down. Mm-hmm. Um. You know what? Just because like the last couple of like pre like like predictions we've done have been so like basically neck and neck, I'm going Bray. I'll just go opposite okay. for you. Okay. That's fair. So our second match of the night, also in Hell in a Cell, is for the Raw Women's Championship. Probably has been the best feud going into this pay-per-view so far. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. Who you got and why? I think Sasha needs to win this one. She should have won a clash. She didn't. She needs to win this one to solidify like that heel like role. Yeah. But it has to be like a really dirty type. Like, like, like She needs to do some nasty stuff to beat Becky. So I agree with you. I think Sasha should win, but like you said, I'll go flip, reverse it on it. I'll go Becky Lynch. Okay. So our next match, Daniel Bryan, the the Earth's protector, the Earth's warrior, the Earth's champion, and the big dog, Roman Reigns, taking big on dog. Eric Rowan and Luke Harper in a nothing tag team match. For the final time, I hope with the Who Done It storyline. I'm gonna go Rowan and Harper with Daniel Bryan in the pen. Okay, I guess I, we're gonna keep this theme going. I'll take Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns just because it's an opposite. Um, I just I can't see Rowan and Harper losing when they're trying to build these guys. I don't see Rowan uh, Roman losing two pay per views in a row. Yeah, that's a fair point. Well, that's why I think Daniel Bryan's going to be the one who eats the pin. Okay. So the optic is not that Roman Reigns loses. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, I don't I don't think you have... <sighs> For me, I can't really choose... I, I don't care about this match, but I can't choose a winner or a loser because there's only four matches scheduled for the pay-per-view. So the final match scheduled for the pay-per-view is for the SmackDown Women's Championship... Champion Bailey defending her title versus Charlotte Flair. 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 Flyer Flair. Flea Fla Flu Fla Flair. I think. I think. Used to have a mole on my chin flair. I think. Stone Press Flair. This guy. I think Bailey retains. Especially if Sasha wins. And we set this last pay-per-view. Yeah, you right. Well, if you're going to go Bailey, I have no choice. No, you can go Bailey also. No, I have no choice. We have established a precedent. I shan't go against it. Okay. I shall select Charlotte No Hair Flare. So I'm, I have Bray Wyatt, uh, Sasha Banks, Daniel Bryan, and Roman Reigns, and Bailey. Yes. In a very stacked Hell in the Cell card. Can't wait. Starts at 7, ends at 7.30. <laughs> Starts at 7, ends at 7.15. Can't wait. Exciting. Very exciting. Jesus. Yes. I think this is the absolute lowest I felt going into a pay-per-view match. Like a pay-per-view like night. I want, I'm Honestly, I'm here for one match and one match only. 
Becky and Sasha. Yep. Yeah. I couldn't care less about any of the other matches. I'm ready for the nonsensical stuff on the pre-show. God, we're going to have the kickoff show starts at 7 with like 17 kickoff matches. And the main card's going to have 5 matches. Bird. Chicken. Bird. Anyway, folks. I think we've, we've, uh, we've been in your ears long enough. That's going to wrap up this week's episode of Grapples to Apples. Of course, you'll be listening to us on SoundCloud.com. Slash Grapples to Apples. Grapples the number two. two. If you don't want to catch on SoundCloud, you might be on Google Play Music or an Apple Podcast. Either way, as long as you're listening, that's all we care about. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com. Slash Grapples to Apples. Again, that's Grapples the number two. two. Apples, leave a comment, share, subscribe, do whatever you got to do. Engage with us as much as you can. We want to engage with you guys and get us as many ears and homes as possible. As always, I've been one of your hosts, Will the Thrill, Ill Will, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, baby, because that's who I is. Joined by my man, my hetero life mate, tell him who you are. The man of the hour, the man with the power, too damn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop, straight to the top, your boy Shades. Don't forget to check us out next week, and every week after that, with an apple a day, that wrestling. Peace. Peace and love.